0: Okay, so what I'm about to tell you may be a surprise to you, but you are the greatest storyteller in your world. And what you have to say will change your life. Today, how to let it go for your desire to come and manifest into your best life in 3, 2, 1. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Kinetic Bleak Law of Attraction. So glad you could join us. I'm Stephen Canyon. If you'd like to send an email, send it to kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. stephencanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello. So, question for you. <sighs> okay. What is it about puppies and babies?
1: Their big eyes.
0: You, I think so, right? I mean, <laughs> we climbed the top of a mesa. Uh, for breakfast yeah. and uh, in the desert of Sedona Arizona well actually we took the Jeep
1: We drove. Um, there.
0: but anyway we drove it there for brunch <laughs> makes for a better story no but it, it was like every other table had either a baby or a puppy yeah and it quarantine
1: it's it quarantine children
0: that's what it is uh, but you no know, I was just thinking if you could have any puppy right now that you wanted what kind would it be
1: oh my goodness We've seen um, so
0: many, and you're really good at knowing what the the um, the brand is. <laughs> <laughs> the brand, yeah. What brand, brand of puppy is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like that.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Um, ooh, Let's that's, play. What
0: if? That's what a what good kind of puppy one. would that's you a good want? Question. Any. You can have any puppy in the whole world.
1: Now, are we talking about what's the what kind of dog do I want, or mm-hmm. just the puppy?
0: Ah. Oh. Now it's just through a whole nother wrinkle like into that, it. That matters um, to me. Well, let's just stay with a puppy.
1: Just the puppy. Yeah.
0: What kind of oh, puppy? No and, then, and then we'll do the big dog.
1: Okay. No question. Yeah. A lab.
0: Oh, okay. I think lab. lab
1: puppies are the oh, best. And this, how about
0: the smell? Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: And I think you know, growing up, our labs would have puppies um, every year or so. A and labrador so just, puppy. Oh my goodness! Oh, and they would have. And they're
0: big too, aren't they?
1: Oh, they're yeah. And they're just so roly poly. And when they're puppies, labs are just so chunky and fat. And oh, love them, love hmm. them, love them.
0: So, but now, well, now I've never had a, a lab. Now they. Are they pretty bad about chewing as they grow and, you know?
1: It just, it just depends on, on what which one you get. You know, some of them are terrors and others are fantastic. Mm. So they're like people. Yeah, <laughs> it depends so, on the okay, dog. Okay, now
0: let's let the dog grow up a little bit. What kind of full-grown dog would you A full-grown want? dog?
1: Um, probably an Australian Shepherd. hmm I good think, choice I, I've always wanted uh, one of yeah. those just they are so sweet so smart oh, and, and
0: they have hair they don't shed
1: yeah and they're just beautiful and they're mm. always incredibly friendly but they're also very intelligent so yeah. I think they'd, they'd be,
0: love to play
1: yeah just I think throw they'd a be frisbee really really fun to have and you know anticipating riding horses again soon it would be pretty cool to have one to to go on rides with so okay all right so we got <laughs> the puppy and
0: now what kind of baby would you want no, I'm just kidding.
1: My sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Not mine. <laughs> April's
0: baby. I like to borrow
1: her children. <laughs> it works out.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, today let's talk let's jump right in. And we're going to be discussing let it go and your perfect desire mm-hmm. will come. And this is like from that. day 9 of the guided journal. And if you've got a copy of it, go get it. If you don't already have it, run wow. quick and pick it up. Day nine though, day that, nine. that's
1: crazy to me that only nine days into the journal, you're already making us let things go. That's, that, that seems really strange. probably quick. should do
0: this on day one.
1: <laughs> or day <laughs> let, 100. Let it go. and you're,
0: Well, this is the only way, way that your perfected desire is going to show up as that's long true. as we are so harboring other things. Mm. We are not making room for the new things. Oh, Gotta absolutely. let it go. So the guided portion of the journal says this. It says, satisfaction and gratitude are necessary for unbecoming dissatisfaction and bitterness. Mm. So while good habits are beneficial for advancing, when studied, the people who've obtained the greatest success in life are mostly average, while above average, uh, they have above average desires. That means there's hope for me. I'm average, but I've got above average desires. So that's pretty cool.
1: You're saying there's a chance for us. There's a chance.
0: So productive kinetic believers have in common this. Mm -hmm. There is a discipline for not internalizing offense, internalizing bitterness, or internalizing unforgiveness. They understand that negative beliefs will attract like kind to form. So location is not important to attracting your perfected life. However, a location centered in strife will pose significant obstacles to attracting our kinetic beliefs. And that's the guided portion of day number nine.
1: And you know, uh, a word that really jumped out to me there was offense. Because recently, you actually made the point that if you can be offended, um, that just means that you can be manipulated. I thought that was very powerful.
0: As long as we can be offended, we are giving someone else power and control and authority over our lives. Mm. We are allowing them to use their dominion to manipulate us, to control us, to lead us in one direction or another. Yeah. So, good point. So, okay. Now, look, we are all, all of us are natural storytellers, Mm. and it's how we organize our internal subjective realities is by these narratives telling ourselves these stories. It's how we build the world that's around us, and we do it by beginning within. So without knowing it through reasonings and justifications, emotions, feelings, hopes, and fears, we encode information into our subconscious, which then creates matrices of realities that we use to predetermine how we will relate with the environment, how we will interpret relationships and circumstances. So even now, while listening to this, many of you are probably internalizing some kind of a reaction to what I just said. (laughs) Now, that makes you a storyteller, right? Yeah. So fables have been used from time forgotten, I mean, from the beginning, by indigenous creative humans in order to communicate information regarding where to travel, what to avoid, where to hunt, what not to hunt, and the wisdom for such things, the transfer of morality and values, the traditions of men and science and religion, all of which are essential to developing our desires. Even more importantly, storytelling has been necessary for letting go of things that just are not original and wise Mm -hmm. so that we may inhabit those things which are original and wise.
1: Okay, so it seems like what you're really telling us is that the the theatrics of the mind, the playhouse of our mind, if you will, it's actually creating life consequences. Um, Like you're always saying, we are what we think we are.
0: Yeah, for example, you know, a story told from the viewpoint of satisfaction and gratitude. That's necessary for casting down dissatisfaction and casting down bitterness. Yes. So it's it's this inner dialogue of, you know, all is well. I'm prosperous. Life is good. It's amazingly wonderful. And I am so grateful to be able to experience the abundant life. It's this type of storytelling that moves us well beyond disappointment. And it's necessary for our tomorrows to be better than our today. So here's how we work the cognitive mechanics of our thoughts to powerfully attract our best lives. The next time you find yourself stuck in traffic or riding a bus or waiting in line somewhere, pay attention to what's happening in your thoughts.
1: Hmm.
0: Notice, notice what's going on in your thoughts. Chances are really good that you'll find yourself Uh, through a quiet inner dialogue, narrating some kind of a story to yourself. True, yeah. Now, you may be replaying some, I don't know, news story that you heard last night. Maybe you're replaying a disagreement that you had with a friend, or you're going over the plans for an upcoming holiday. Mm -hmm. Either way, you're telling a story, and you're probably narrating one to yourself (laughs) while you're listening to me tell you this.
1: I have to share a hilarious tweet that I saw just the other day. This girl, she said... um she tweeted, by the way, if you notice I've been acting a little different, it's because I'm watching a new TV show and I've completely morphed into the lead character in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, so what that's what we do. That's what we do. exactly what so we human. do. So human. And by the way, if
0: you're thinking one thing while listening, listening to me say uh, something else here, that's a pretty cool multitasking. Yes. I mean, that's what we're all able to do.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's why I love the, Gu- the guided journal so much because it just forces us to go, okay, time out. I need to check I need to check myself before I wreck myself I need to check what I'm thinking about what I'm talking about and what am I doing Um, you know just to make sure that it's in accurate and perfect alignment with the story I want to tell
0: absolutely now here's how we develop the stories that we will tell as children, you know, we began to develop as storytellers really very early in life. Children are like little scientists who experiment and they analyze and they conduct yeah. these endless little tests to try to make sense of the world that they were just dropped into. And so we engage in imaginative play where we, you know, we try out all these different characters to try and figure out what fits and what doesn't fit. And it's really fascinating to watch kids do that mm-hmm. and to observe them in that playtime, that imaginative playtime. Love doing this with your niece. You're one of the most <laughs> imaginative little girls. Because when we observe children, especially between the ages of two and seven, and we watch them closely, we can see them blueprinting by narrating an imaginative story, but as cute as all of that is, adults do the same thing. The only difference is that our stories aren't acted out on the living room floor or the playground.
1: Gosh, isn't that true? It seems like the older we get, the more that storytelling, ter- our inner dialogue, it just has these real life consequences. And I'm so excited that you are addressing this today because it's its so perfect for something I was already uh, um, just meditating on earlier today. There was a, an issue with, it was with shipping or something boring like that, but it's been ongoing. I've been trying to resolve this issue for weeks now. And the issue has been resolved, but I find myself waking up and I have memorized Worrying about this issue, and so I literally woke up the past couple of days worrying about it, thinking about it, and then I have to go, oh my megan this this has been fixed." it's not an issue anymore. You need to move on. But that's, that's a very, you know, sort of a bland example. But when we do have issues in our past and we have memorized that story of that day in, day out existence with that problem, when it, when we finally move past it, we, it's going to require that we rewrite that story so that we can move on. Like you're telling us, this is so powerful. Yeah. You know,
0: the inner narrative storytelling of adults, most often occurs in our minds, and we don't tend to blurt it out as much. So the influence mm-hmm. on our behavior is in, in a more subtle way than, than that of children. But now while the thought, when mixed with our actions, begins the process of the law of attraction to manifest circumstances that align with our storytelling, mm-hmm. um, what I'm about to say is, is absolutely vital. For casting down negative imaginations, for rewriting those past negative, formative fables. Most of the subjective stories that we've created about our identities were formed by the influence of parents and teachers, employers, friends, neighbors, bullies, bandits, lovers, haters, all these these this hodgepodge of, of people from our past. And the more consistent the input was, the more entrenched and believable the inner dialogue, uh, the story. So as we begin to grow through childhood and then into adulthood, all of those personal narratives, all of those stories that we've collected over dozens of years, they are interlaced or entangled within the substance of who we've chosen to become, either willingly or unwillingly. And those beliefs are manifesting our circumstances. And they're attracting the people. And the things from the universe and into the world around us. And that determines the kind of substance that inhabits us. And it determines what we are going to inhabit.
1: Well, and you know, it's really interesting. I love the feeling I'm getting from realizing that you're taking a word like inner dialogue or thoughts... Uh, what a boring word, right? And you're reframing it and you're relabeling it for us as storytelling. And that's already having this huge impact on the way that I'm visualizing this and seeing it. You know, ex- we need to accept this fact that you're giving us today, this, this huge key to success, that your thoughts and that inner dialogue, you're writing, your, you're quite literally writing your own story. You're writing your own future when you are participating in these things.
0: Recognize that we are all storytellers, all of those past, present, and future influences attract to manifest our experiences mm. and it's always going to be blueprinted by this storytelling that we are involved in yeah. and they will attract our relationships they'll form our circumstances they manifest the expression of our lives our storytelling based upon our influencers aligns us to receive the stories we tell mm. this is the practical expression of the creative soul while having a natural experience.
1: You know, I'm just so amazed, the deeper that we get into kinetic belief, every podcast, every teaching, I'm just amazed by how much we really are able to choose what to experience in life. It, it quite literally takes you from being this this ultimate victim to being 100% in the driver's seat of your life. I mean, we really are the captain of our destinies, aren't, yeah, aren't we? Just yes. every podcast we do, I see so clearly how, how we really can do anything that we want. We can become anything we desire. This is how just the successful, the kinetic believers, the powerful really do it,
0: isn't it? Yeah, with the fluidity of our journey. Mm. gravitates toward environments and circumstances that align with and reinforce our personal storytelling.
1: I love that word, fluidity.
0: Yeah, and it's by intentionally letting go of the past and the present and the future negative influencers, we denounce them, if you will, and our perfect desires are attracted then to us. This law of attraction phenomenon is the bias of kinetic belief. These biases have not only influence over how we view ourselves, but they determine who we become. When I was growing up, my sister, who was a year younger than me, she was considered the math genius in the family. Well, you can have that, okay. But no, she was, and she was the, she's the one who got all the A's in math. And received a great deal of recognition for it.
1: That's amazing to me because I'm terrible at math. I can't even imagine. Well, it's amazing to me, too. That's just amazing. So, well, she,
0: she even, get this, she even got a trophy from my parents one year for being mm-hmm. such an amazing kid. And I realized very very early, early <laughs> on that you know even though I had interest in Jeez. creative writing, I had interest in drama and sports and history and music and all those things, she was the designated math genius, which by default made me the not math genius. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: you're not. I love that you're not the pianist. You are no. just not the math yeah. genius. That's, That's a story <laughs> of my haven't life. we all been there? Yeah, haven't so, we all? But having Relatable. been, <laughs> oh,
0: wow. having been um, identity bequeathed as such over time, that identity became part of my my inner narrative. It became part of my personal story. And it not only defined my beliefs, my expectations, but then it also defined my behavior.
1: Right, self fulfilling prophecy.
0: Well, my senior year in high school, I was taking algebra two again for the second time, and <laughs> and I needed I needed a C to pass it to graduate. But exactly, and exactly like I expected, I got a D on the final exam. Now I, I really liked my my math teacher, who I also knew liked to fish. And we had talked about it so many times before. So after my crash and burn on the final exam, yeah. I went fishing. Okay. And after a couple of days over the weekend, I had this cooler that was full of fish. And then first thing Monday morning, I showed up early at school and I took the cooler full of fish into my math class to my teacher. No one else was in there.
1: <laughs> a and I gave it to him. And, and, and what
0: do you know? I received a passing grade in algebra too. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, so, but this was a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy, right? Like you said.
1: Well, I can only imagine the kind of story you're telling yourself when you went fishing, you know, knowing you <laughs> probably were attracting every fish you caught, just <laughs> willing right. the universe right? to send you fish. Oh uh,
0: no! But you know what? <laughs> every judgment, every belief, regardless of the reasonings for our beliefs, develop to determine significant choices that we're going to be making that we will experience throughout life.
1: And I just want to pause for two seconds because a word that you said a moment ago that our existence and this whole thing that we're working with, it's so liquid. And so I think it's, it's so great to remember that because that means that at any point in time that you do want to instill and begin a new story and begin a storytelling in a completely different direction. That you can easily do that, and it's as it's as simple as you know, just changing the direction of your sails and sailing off in 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 that desired course.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm here today to tell everybody is this: is that every single human creative was created with the capacity to make a choice, to choose, mm-hmm. to pay attention to, and to stop the negative chatter of our storytelling. We have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. We have the creative authority to be able to eliminate our stressors, to reconstruct our thoughts, to retell our stories, to reinvent our relationships with ourselves and with others. And yes. we do it by responding to challenges differently than we used to. Wow. Yes. By the time I reached junior high school, I didn't I didn't like math or even attempt to take any advanced <laughs> level courses. Or fishing. Because you know what? <laughs> I was not good at math, quote unquote. I was... Not good. And so over time, this not good at math storytelling, you know what? It became this self defeating belief that led me away from Mm -hmm. pursuing a career in meteorology and from getting my pilot's license at an early age. Mm -hmm. It started affecting me in very real, tangible ways. And it was only through my overwhelming desire for invention and my passion for the creative sciences, music, and the philosophical wisdom of belief. And along with the the support of enlightened teachers over the years that, you know what, eventually I discovered that, um, who knew, I'm actually pretty good at math. (laughs) <laughs> i was it was it was through the repetition of the practical expression of mathematics that i rewrote the story and i cast down the wow. myth
1: you have to rewrite your story if, if you want to change and i love that you called it that negative chatter because that's exactly what it is when you go down that horrible rabbit hole of negativity and 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 telling yourself these incorrect things that you shouldn't be believing about yourself it's a, that's just the perfect phrase for it
0: that negative chatter you what what are you doing you We're creating this fable that Mm -hmm. is a myth that we can rewrite at any time we should choose. However, letting it go for the perfected desire to come still requires that we cast down every negative influencer by choosing the story we will tell. Mm -hmm. The habitual pattern of the past will still rule our beliefs unless We journaled to blueprint our highest viewpoint for our genius of purpose. Mm. In other words, if we simply live by the dictate that it is what it is, then we will spend a lifetime justifying that original belief that I'm not good at math and the myth will still show up every time I feel overwhelmed Mm. by a difficult mathematical dilemma, like making sense of my golf score.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness! I remember that one time that my dad was asking you about if you play golf and you know what do you shoot and you said yeah I only shoot in the eighties if it's if it's any hotter than that I don't play. (laughs) Right. So that was great. Uh,
0: You know, it's all of. That's a good joke. That's a good memory, actually. (laughs) No, seriously, but it's all those past stressors that still have the power to disrupt our best lives that will then derail us.
1: and I have to say that your, you know, as funny as it was, (laughs) your math story, it's a really perfect analogy because it seemed like a small thing. Telling yourself you're not good at math, it seemed small. But as you, like you've told us before, if you are on the wrong course by even one degree, you will end up missing your target by a huge, ugly amount. And so, realizing that even the small thing you even if you think something that you're saying about yourself is small that it doesn't matter it does matter and it does affect things that you haven't even realized yet and so always doing that sort of uh you know emotional and spiritual inventory and making sure that you're only saying positive good things about yourself even if they seem as impossible as as being good at math um it's important no thing is too small
0: That fraction of a degree of getting Mm -hmm. off course begins with the smallest of seeds. Yes. A very tiny, small Mm -hmm. fraction of a uh, movement off of our course will lead us over the period of a long journey far, far away from the uh, destination we had originally intended to to reach. Mm -hmm. But it's all of those negative past stories that are still in the library of stories that we may tell. Even when we believe that, you know what, we've been working at this. I've been doing my working on my journal. I am a kinetic belief creative. I'm doing all of these things, and I'm stirring it up every day. I'm meditating. I, I get into my uh, uh, quiet space, and, and it's just me, and I'm working on this every day. I want to tell you this. Even when we believe that we've cast all those negative things down by rewriting them, even uh, if, if we're not navigating every single day, to cast down negative energetics. They will begin to creep back into our thinking. Mm. It can seem as though they are forever entrenched within our subconscious and they make they make it easy for us to access anytime that we're choosing to have a pity party. Anytime that we want. We can simply crash and burn.
1: Mm.
0: It's always a choice. Yeah. You'll never forget how to do that. Yes. Right there in front of everybody while everybody's watching. And, and you you can choose at any time to have a pity party, crash and burn, hoping that somebody will notice.
1: You know, I think the biggest thing for any kinetic believer as they're going through these processes is pulling themselves up out of the nosedive that you just described because I think it's really interesting that that's where we're always going to be attacked is in that field of the mind and, and finding action. I always, always wonder how... What's the best way to attach action to pulling yourself up out of those moments? Because it is required and you can never think your way out of Well,
0: it's those actions that we talk about all the time. It's the necessity of those spoken out loud affirmations. It's casting down negative thoughts with words that we're actually speaking. Mm -hmm. And then it's showing up somewhere. It's heading out the door. Change your environment. Get away from the negative influencers. Get away from whatever the environment is that you've started this so-called pity party in. Mm -hmm. Change your location. Do that because, look, those old negative influencers, they can still rise up. And they do it into the cognitive vision for our present day belief that we're working on. And this happens and can happen even after we've journaled in order to reconstruct our thought forms. And even if we beautifully construct the desires for the life that we would like to manifest, even after we journal our greatest desires and outline for the new narrative, the new story that we're telling, this can still happen. But it's up to us in order to be able to take charge, mm. take command, and like you said, put an action to those affirmations mm. to change things.
1: I love it. I think it's always so fun to go through the days in the journal with the podcast, but I have to say it's always sort of funny. You know, I, I hear everything that you say about one day in the guided journal, and I just, you know, slowly start erasing
0: <laughs> everything I wrote.
1: <laughs> let me well, just you know,
0: write in pencil. Let me right. start can over. can always go back and rewrite. But, I didn't
1: know all that. But these are the things that
0: happen, you know, especially yeah. like when we're feeling fearful, mm. especially when we're overwhelmed or Anxious about something. And of course, not look, not all storytelling narratives are negative or detrimental. And those that are most definitely are retractable. That's the beauty of what we're talking about today. All of this is retractable. Yes. And successful kinetic belief creatives have this in common we develop a discipline for not internalizing offense, bitterness, or unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. through the knowledge that negative beliefs will attract like kind to manifest. Like you said just a little while ago, you realize, recognize what you were doing about this shipping dilemma that you were talking about. Yes. This storytelling. The that awareness. You, you, the awareness of it. Yeah. That is what the successful kinetic belief creatives do. They are aware that, wait a minute, I'm retelling this this story in a, a negative way, and these negative energetics are coming against me. So you rewrote the storytelling that you were involved in.
1: Well, and, I've, and I've always realized, too, that the, the deeper you go into, into the kinetic belief uh, field of study and understanding, you... You always get to know yourself more and more and more, and there's really no end to that. And you become so hypersensitive to yourself, and you, you finally, you know, before, it's almost like you were even numb to everything you felt physically, emotionally, spiritually, and then it really sort of softens you up, and you become just incredibly in tune with every thought, every word, every feeling, every emotion, and you know exactly what to do with everything.
0: Work on being observant. That is one of the gifts that we have as KB Creatives, be observant. And if you don't think of yourself as being somebody that is naturally observant, work on that. Pay attention. Take a walk. Look at the smallest thing yeah. you can find. Watch an ant work.
1: And don't let anyone tell you that you're not observant. Right. That's <laughs> like a great you just place to start. Yeah.
0: No, this is how we were created. Our storytelling in one way or another will either limit us or empower us. Those who imagine themselves as, for example, strong and powerful... As capable and resilient, I'm filled with joy and always at peace. They're able to overcome any preconceived challenge by choosing a story to tell of personal advancement, a story to tell of victory, being victorious, of overcoming, journaling to tell our story. Well, you know, the way that we imagine to desire, that is a way of life for kinetic belief creatives who will attract great things into their life. Those who are manifesting their best lives are mostly of average intelligence, you know, and they're from backgrounds of mediocrity. That's The the difference is they're above average desires, like we started off saying. And with those holistic viewpoints... They include these self-affirmations regarding their thoughts and their words and their actions.
1: Well, And and that really shows, too, how powerful it is to have memories of achievement and meditate on the times where you were incredibly and deeply proud of an achievement, of something you did. And to to remember that person and to, to remember those things, because we're usually reminded, like you're saying, of the negative. We're being told that story. And so to look in the past and to grab these examples that can really bolster the way that you see yourself because you did that thing and you achieved that thing and you were proud of yourself. That's just as powerful as your future storytelling. And
0: you know, that's one of the most powerful things that we have the ability to do, like you say, is to remember. And we have, we can even take it one step further. Rewrite memories where they need to be rewritten. The storytelling that you've been doing over an experience that you initially thought of as a negative, go back and rewrite it. Hmm. Take a moment and go back and change the narrative of whatever that thing was. And you're the storyteller. You see, we're in charge of the the life that we're going to be unveiling as we go forward. And it's going to be based on the narrative, the inner dialogue, the energetics of that, that we are speaking to ourselves. It's kind of like we've said before, you know, the person that that uh, as an adult, they are blaming their parent, uh, a parent or a person from their past for all the bad things in their life. Well, now, wait a minute. If you're going to do that and give somebody that kind of authority and that power over you, you're going to need to also give them credit for all the good things. Right. So now we're beginning to rewrite our story, aren't we?
1: Well, and that just demonstrates that the power of framing. And if you allow someone else to frame your experiences and to and to frame who you were, who you are, who you're going to be, you can just as easily flip that script and redefine it yourself. Like somebody could hear your fish story about the math, the math teacher, and they could say, Oh, what a loser you were, Steve. And why didn't you just study? And, and what an idiot thing to do. And they could just drill this into your head. And then another person comes comes along. I'm sure you did. Or you come (laughs) along for your own story and you say, this was ingenious and it caused me to pass the class. And I was the most creative kid I ever met. And so it's framing. You can take the same story and, and rewrite it like you're telling us to do. How powerful.
0: Every story could be rewritten. You know, mm-hmm. kinetic belief creatives find that, you know what, through the practice of daily guided journaling. Positive affirmations and gratitude, they continually manifest good health, great relationships, financial abundance. Remember that the stories that we choose to tell are self-fulfilling prophecies.
1: One more time. That's a good one. That's a good nugget. Well, well,
0: I'm just saying that the stories that we choose to tell are going to be the self-fulfilling prophecies for our lives. And the more that we hold on to a belief, uh, be it good or bad, the greater power it has over us.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Henry David Thoreau said, never look back unless you're planning to go that way. (laughs) And that is so true with the storytelling that we are choosing for ourselves. Be the playwright of your life and make it a great story. Make Mm. it one that you want to live through because you're going to.
1: Yes.
0: You're going to experience Mm. it.
1: And if you don't write it, someone else will, as you've taught us today. So take that position of of being in charge, being in the driver's seat.
0: Your story will be told. It will be written. Your story is going to be written. So you have the authority and the dominion Mm. to step right up and say, wait a minute, I've got this. (laughs) So start writing.
1: Back off, everybody. (laughs) This
0: is mine. Well, let's work on some guided thought forms. Let it go and your perfected desire will come. We are working on day nine from the guided journal. Just say this out loud. Say, I am ready to move forward.
1: I'm ready to move forward. With
0: my best beliefs. With
1: my best beliefs. I don't
0: live by what I see,
1: I never live by what I see or what I hear or what I hear. I
0: am healed and I am whole.
1: I'm healed and I'm whole.
0: I am at peace.
1: I am at peace.
0: And so excited to move forward.
1: And so excited to move forward. I
0: am grateful for all past relationships. I'm
1: grateful for all past relationships. And I
0: have no regrets.
1: I have no regrets.
0: Letting go of people not good for me.
1: Letting go of people not good for me. That's easy for me. That's easy.
0: Nothing scares me.
1: (laughs) Nothing scares me.
0: And did I say nothing?
1: Did I say nothing?
0: Because I'm not afraid of anything.
1: (laughs) Because I'm not afraid of anything.
0: I release all fearful thoughts. I
1: release all fearful thoughts. I
0: cast down every terrible feeling.
1: I cast down every terrible feeling. Every
0: feeling of fear.
1: Every feeling of fear.
0: I am filled with confidence and courage.
1: I'm filled with confidence and courage. I'm moving on. I'm moving on.
0: Because on is where I must go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because on is where I must go.
0: <laughs> I've let go of the past.
1: I've let go of the past. To
0: attract my best life. To
1: attract my best life. Which is ahead. Which is ahead.
0: Here it is. Mm
1: there it be wow beautiful let it go and your perfected desire will come if you are interested in checking out the guided journal that stephen has mentioned in today's podcast you can do that at stephencanyon.com
0: and that's where you can get it and then also while you're there if you are still not certain of what your purpose in life is you can download the uh genius of purpose workbook and it's a digital form and you can get it immediately
1: Make sure to check out the private Facebook group as well. Beautiful people in there discussing beautiful things. And thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.